0: What a blessing it is to be in the house of the Lord one more time. We ought to just praise the Lord this morning. Amen. After all the Lord has brought us through, highs and lows, one issue after another, yet it was the Lord that brought us this morning. Certainly we ought to have joy in our hearts this morning. David said, One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Now that we are here, what are we going to do? We're going to pray, we're going to rejoice, and lift up the name of our God. We're so glad to have our sanctuary orders present with us this morning as well as our live stream audience, as we lift up his holy name. Let us pray. Holy Father, our Redeemer, we thank you for our redemption, your unchanging care and perpetual provision. Please refresh our minds and spirits and cleanse us from all that is displeasing to you. That our worship Praise and service would be fruitful and acceptable in your sight. We ask you to bless our city, state, nation, and leadership at every level. Remember those who have been met by flood disasters, those who have suffered the loss of loved ones by violence and natural causes. Lord, we also ask that you would just bless those who are victims of Coronavirus. Step in, oh Lord, and touch right now. Lord, we thank you right now for your answered prayer. In the mighty matchless name of our risen Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Now, our minute community brother Patrick. Casey,
1: Come on, stand I- to your feet. Oh, we're gonna give him glory today. Simple song says, God is able to do able to do just, just what, what he, said he said he would do. He's gonna fulfill, He's gonna fulfill every, every promise to you. Don't give up on God. Don't give up on God. Because no. he won't give up on He's you. Able. He's able. Yeah. Come on. Let me hear you today. Come on. Say Oh, we're going to do that again. Come on, God is able to do. Come on. God is able to do just what he said he would do. He's going to fulfill every every promise to you. Don't give up on God. Don't Don't give up on God. Because he won't give up on you. Yeah. He is able. He is able. Yeah. Let's go to the next part. Listen. Oh. Cause he won't give up on you. Help me say that. Don't give. Don't give up on God. No. Cause he won't give up on you. Say it again. Don't give. Don't give up on God. Don't throw in the towel. Cause not give up on you. Say it again. Don't. Don't give up on God. Cause he won't give up on. What? Everybody, come on, say. he able. able.
2: He's Anybody know who we
1: talking about? Anybody know who we talking about? What's his name? What's his name? Well, help me. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus,
3: Jesus.
1: Come on, help me call him today. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. What's his name? Kate? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Say it again. Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, his name is Jesus. Savior, Savior, Savior Savior, Savior Savior. <laughs> Savior, Savior Savior, Savior, Savior He's my Lord and Savior, 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 Savior. What's His name? What is His name? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus Savior, Savior, Savior Savior, 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 Savior. Savior, Savior, Savior. He's my Lord and Savior. Savior, 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 His name is Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. Healer, healer, healer. Healer, healer, healer. <laughs> He healed my body. Healer, healer, healer. And he made me whole. Healer, healer, healer. What's his name, y'all? Jesus. My spirit. Healer, healer, Oh yes, he did. healer, healer. Oh, his name is Jesus. Stay Jesus, right there. Healer, healer, healer. Healer, healer, healer. He healed my mind. Healer, healer, healer. He healed it. Healer, healer, healer. And his name is Jesus. Jesus now that's all of that. Thank you, thank you, Lord, I thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I thank you, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Lord, I thank. Said again, said again. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Heal my body, y'all. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. He's my savior. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And I thank you. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. One more time, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Come on, put your hands together.
4: The psalms sort often say, "If I had ten thousand tongues, it still wouldn't be enough voices to praise, praise my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ." And as we said, He's able. When I look around and see the condition of the city and see the condition of our leadership, church, prayer changes things. Prayer indeed changes things. There's nothing like a sincere prayer. It's like we are talking to our father. And he's there, Jesus is there interceding for us. He's, he's there telling the father that, oh, oh, that's, that, that's one of my followers. And Lord, hear him or hear her. Oh, Father God, in the name of your son Jesus, in the presence of your holy spirit a few of your handmade servants have come together one more time father first of all we just want to we just want to invite you to just come in and just and and, and just just rock us a little bit just, just 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 put us in the cradle of your loving arms and just 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 caress us father god for Lord, we, we we are hurting on all sides. There, there, there's, there's trouble in the land. When 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 we can't go to a hamburger stand and buy a hamburger about, without witnessing somebody getting killed. When we can't go in the corner down there and, and read about somebody got killed a Thursday morning or Friday morning. Father, there's trouble in the land. Prayer changes things. My Bible tells me that if two or three of God's saints get together and pray and ask God for their will, then God would listen down from heaven and he will hear our prayers. Church, we need to pray. There's trouble in the land. Oh, my God. Help, 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 help me, Lord. Help me, Jesus. Church, let's, let's start here at Cade Chapel. And let's, let's pray for one, uh, one another. Before we go out in the world trying to save the world, let's, let's start right here. And let, 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 let me pray for you. And you pray for me that god will take care of me and that god would keep me and that, that god would teach me love for you and you for me and then father god when we leave this place then let's go out in the world and let's try to let's try to save a dying world because if we can't love each other here father god how, then i think the, my bible tell me that charity begins at home this is my home people and I want love to start right here, Father God, give us that love that's going to flow from heart to heart, from mind to mind, from soul to soul and and, and, and and in the end, Father God, let it all be about your will for our life, not a, not about my will, not about my wants, not about my brothers and sister wants, but about your will and your desire for our life. Let us come together in love, peace, and harmony, and above all. Let us learn how to love God and trust God because he is indeed able. Thank you, Father God, for just allowing me to stand here before your your, your throne of grace and petition your throne of grace. In Jesus' name and the presence of your Holy Spirit, I pray. Amen. Join us
5: this morning when he calls me, I'll answer. Double sing Mm -hmm. when he calls.
6: be somewhere listening for my name. Father God, we come this morning giving you thanks for the many, many blessings. Right. Thank you for watching over us while we slept and slumbered last night. Touched us with a fang of love to let us see another day and have access to our limbs. Father, you've been mighty good to us. You brought us from a mighty long ways Father, look down on those that are sick and afflicted all over this land. Heal their bodies, ease their fever, soothe their pain. Father, look down on those who are suffering agony in the flood. Father, help them to realize that you are there with them, Father. Help them to walk and don't be afraid. Father, bless, Father, now every church that's open in your name. Bless the Cage family, individual and collective. Bless our pastor, pastor marriages, the entire congregation. Bind us so close together, one cannot fall for the other. Father, keep us in your care. Father, help us to love one another. Father, forgive us for our sin. Lead us not into temptation, but, but forgive us for all of our sins. Father, bless now this city, state, and nation. Bless our leaders. Help them to realize that all power in heaven and earth is in your hands. Father, guide them. Help them. Father, we realize that who is in charge. Father, help us to be the Christians you're calling for. Guide us through this. Teach us, Johnny. Help us to do your will. We give you the honor. We give you the praise. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.
7: Thanks be to God, who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession, and through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. Congregation. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. That ye may proclaim the excellence of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. All, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ.
8: we're
9: going to ask you to help us and lend your voice give God the glory this morning as we sing our congregation hymn this morning bless his assurance
3: simply can't wait for Friday's Old School Review taking place in the Willow Wright Family Life Center at 7 p.m. Tickets are only $5 and you can still pick up yours. Come out for this fun-filled family event. It's sure to be a blast from the past. The 2020 Youth Department Spring Break trip will take place on Saturday, March the 7th from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. Youth ages 5 through 12 years of age can enjoy a day filled with academic, political, and culturally enriching activities. In the historic Selma, Alabama, registration is required and your forms must be completed and returned by today. For more information, please contact Sharon Turner Davis at 601-291-9324. Rehearsals for the Women's Day Choir will take place on Wednesday, March the 4th and the 11th at 5.45 p.m. and Saturday, March the 14th at 10.15 p.m. All ladies are welcomed and encouraged to participate. All graduating high school seniors are highly encouraged to attend the upcoming informational meeting to be held by the Futures Ministry on Saturday, March the seventh, here at Cade in the Old Fellowship Hall. This will take place from 10 a.m. to 11:30 a.m. Make plans to attend the fifth annual blessing of the bikes and antique car exhibit here at Cade on Sunday, March the twenty-second, from 3 p.m. to five. For more information and additional details, please see Reverend Marvin Powell or contact him at 601-201-6300. The Sunday School Mission would like to announce its 11th annual Walton Elementary Book Drive. We'll deliver two summer reading books to each student at Walton Elementary on the last day of school. Thank you, K-Chapel, for making this possible. Attention college graduates, if you've not done so, please be sure to submit your bio form by March the 1st. This form is available on the K-Chapel app or from any member of the Futures Ministry. Ladies, join us on April the 4th as we go shopping at the outlet shops of Grand River in Birmingham, Alabama. The cost is only $50 and seats can be reserved for $25, with the final payment due by March the 15th. Please see Sister Terry Gray for more information. You can sign up in the Old Fellowship Hall. High school senior girls can say yes to the dress for no cost right here at k Chapel. Join us for Couture Care's prom dress giveaway on Saturday, March the 14th. Registration is required to RSVP. Just text PROM601 to 33777. Today's sanctuary flowers have been donated by sister Janice Mitchell and family in loving memory and honor of her husband Johnny's 63rd birthday. For the entire month of February, we've been focusing on replenishing the Benevolent Fund. Through your giving, Kate Chapel is able to bless those in the church and beyond. Just in case you haven't been inspired to give yet, here's a few words of encouragement.
10: Benevolence is basically giving to those who are less fortunate than you. They don't have that much clothes on, and sometimes they have signs that says, "Help me! I need food. I'm homeless." It's when you give something to somebody, we're helping because we're helping someone that needs it. Just giving because I know if let's if I was homeless and I want somebody else to donate to me, because just it's a good thing to do because getting getting isn't as important as giving i would say it's important to give and give a few reasons why i'll say we we need to give now because it's helping people that need it so we can help people in need It's important for people to have food. I would just say put yourself in other people's shoes because if you were homeless and stuff, you would want people
3: to give to you. Give generously, K-Chapel, and help us continue to be a blessing to our church family and our community. And please be sure to check your bulletins and the bulletin boards for additional announcements and upcoming community events. And to share your ministry news with the K-Chapel family, just send an email to Announcements at yahoo.com, or you can go to the Submit Info tab on the K-Chapel app, but be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week.
11: Good morning, K-Chapel. At this time, we'd like to recognize our visitors, and we'd like for all visitors we Please stand at this time. All visitors, please stand. Thank you. And remain standing, please. We're not going to put you on the spot this morning, so remain standing. Thank you very much for your obedience. Amen. On behalf of our pastor, Pastor Reginald Buckley and the entire K-Chapel Church family, we openly, openly welcome you with open arms and with love from our hearts. We thank you for your presence, and we are truly grateful for we realize that you could have been anywhere else, but you chose to be here with us here at K-Chapel, a place where we worship, connect, grow, and we serve. So if you're looking for a church home, this is the place to be. And before you sit down, we want to give you something special that you can all receive here at K-Chapel. Amen. And it's also time for our
12: Good morning, K-Chapel. At this time, you will receive information on those that are in need of your prayers and your support. Let us continue to pray for all of our bereaved families. And please be in prayer for the Varnell and Flowers families. They lost one of their loved ones and one of our members, Sister Maggie Lee Varnell. Recently lost loved ones would be Mrs. Bessie Jones, who lost her niece, Miss Ramia Knott. That funeral service was held on yesterday at Society Ridge in Jackson, Mississippi. Ramia is also the cousin of Sister Elvira Jones. Miss Milan Smith lost her great granddaughter, Miss Shepronika Williams. That funeral service was held on yesterday at New Caney Creek. Missionary Baptist Church. We have still in the hospital or nursing home or in rehab, Sister Aletha Lewis, Reverend Michael Jones, and Brother Kenny Williams. We also have Recovering at Home, Sister Lynette Dennis, Coach Walter Griffin, Brother Frank Blonson, Sister Marilyn Langford, Sister Vera Collins, Brother Daryl Bernard, one of our ushers, and little three-year-old Christopher Williams. I have one card that says, Thanking Him for You. Thank you so much for being so thoughtful. And this comes from the Donald family. And as you go out this week, ministering one to another, keep in mind these words. Pray when you can, visit where you can, and each day, thank God that you can. God bless you.
9: Good morning. Good morning again. We are blessed in so many ways. God has really blessed us and at least We can do for him is just say, thank you, sir. We can't pay him back for all the things that he's done for us. All the things that he has done. All the things that he's doing. And all the things that he's going to do for us. But we can give him thank you. And not only that, we can give something back. It is time now to bless the Lord through our giving. And for those of you that are worshiping at home with us, there should be a number at the bottom of your screen telling you how you can give back to the Lord. We understand that fully worshiping God includes offering, which are given primary for three reasons here at Cade. Those reasons are that we give because it demonstrates our obedience to God's word. We give as a sign of our thankfulness for God's supply and provisions in our lives. We give because we want to see God's kingdom grow through the mission and the ministry that occur here and around the world through Cade Chapel. From what you have taken an offering from for the Lord, everyone who is willing is to bring the Lord's Lord an offering of gold, silver, and bronze. May God add the blessing to the hearers and show enough to do us of his holy and inspired words.
2: When you're standing at a crossroads,
1: what do you do? do do?
2: When a fork is in the road,
1: road, what do you do? do do?
2: When the world is on your shoulders,
1: shoulders, what do you do? do?
2: When your back is up against the wall, What do you do? Nothing else to do.
1: When there's nothing else.
2: Because you're in the, hand.
1: You in the Master's hand. And the
2: Master has and a plan.
13: Hoping, keep the faith. What do you do when, <laughs> when you don't know what to do? You keep the faith. When you don't know what to do. You do what the psalmist said. Do look unto the hills, from whence cometh your help? Believing that all of your help is coming from the Lord. I think it was a king by the name of Jehoshaphat. Who when faced with the threat of an allied army against him. I hear him praying saying Lord we don't know what to do. He said, but our eyes are upon you. It's in that moment of affirmation that God told him, Jehoshaphat, this battle doesn't belong to you. This is mine to fight. So what do you do? You just hold on. And sometimes I've learned you just got to be still. Let God fight the battle for you. I want to invite your attention to the book of Romans, Romans chapter 8. Uh-huh. Romans chapter 8. You know, life can sometimes be filled with these kinds of questions of what do you do and when, when your back is against the wall. And From those types of experiences, uh, we are left with some of life's richest stories. It's in the struggles of life in the hardships and in the valleys that some of the richest stories of faith and hope emerge so I want to encourage you that in those moments uh, hold on hold out hold on. let God work his story yeah. Yeah. in and through you Romans 8 verse 28 these words are recorded we know that all things work together for good. What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to talk from this subject this morning. That's my story, and I'm sticking with it. That's my story, and I'm sticking with it. This morning we bring this sermon series Stewards of the Story to a close. I invite you when you have a moment uh, to go on to the Facebook page to get the last episode of our Stewards of the Story. Throughout this month we've had various members of this congregation to share personal stories. Some were stories of tragedy, some were stories of loss, others Stories of resilience and hope. There is this last episode that you can access on Facebook. We're having a few technical difficulties with our audio this morning. And so we do want to make it available to you. Please, uh, if you have the opportunity, go and see it. It's posted now. It will bless you. It is a story about faith. It is a story about coming to the place of faith and the struggle uh, sometimes associated with getting to the place where you simply say yes Lord I know that was real easy for some of you all I, I know you never had any problem saying yes to the Lord I know you've been saying yes all your life you don't know how to tell the Lord no but some of us had some struggles some of us looked at life and had some questions for God some of us went through life's difficulties and and prayed prayers that were not answered the way we thought he should have answered them that left us with some questions about who is this God anyway and so and so I invite you to look at that but but we want to talk this morning about that very idea of coming to the place of faith and then sharing that story, that testimony, that, that witness of who God is and who he has become in your life. We started this series talking about the Lord having placed within each of us the great treasure of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. The writer says he has placed in us this treasure in earthen vessels, clay pots. He says all of us, nothing but clay, which really ought to bring all of us down uh, to the same level. you, You who seem to walk with your heads up high, be reminded you're clay. You you who think you're better than your neighbor, be reminded you're clay. And at the end of the day, ashes to ashes, dust to dust, from the earth you were taken to the earth you shall return. We are clay pots. And if we are anything of any value, it's not because of the clay, but rather because of the treasure that he put in the pot. You, you're not special because of the clay that you're made out of. You're special because of the treasure that he placed inside of you. And, and he trusts you with the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. We are stewards of the gospel. Yes, yes, and then that next Sunday we came to understand that as members of the body of Christ and as members of the local church in particular that we in fact have another responsibility as living epistles. Not only are we clay pots, but we are living epistles. That, that means that our life is a story. Uh, we, 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 we Some of us are the closest thing that some individuals will ever get to reading the Bible. You are a living epistle. And if people are going to read you and your life, then you ought to be written legibly. Uh, you you got to go back and get the sermon, but, but, but I'm trying to paraphrase it here. I talked about ha- having a life that is not contradictory. Having a life so that when people read your story, that they are not met with one reality and faced with another. When they look at how you live, rather... Y'all not talking to me in here. Our lives should testify. Of the marvelous work of Christ moving in and changing and transforming our lives. Living epistles are we that provide support to the miraculous claims of the good news. Living epistles are we that offer visible proof and firsthand testimony to the transformative work of the Holy Spirit that yet continues today. We are living epistles, and God is not through writing any of our stories yet. That's why we sing the song, please be patient with me. God is not through with me yet. Then last Sunday, we saw what it means to be worked on by God as clay in the potter's hands. He makes us, and because we are clay, he oftentimes remakes us over and over again until we are that which he Intended from the beginning until we become the vessel that he desires for us to be. And as clay, we must stay on the potter's wheel. Stay on the wheel while he is working his work. Stay on the wheel while he is molding us. Stay on the wheel while he is pounding us. Stay on the wheel while he is putting us in the right position. Centering us on his wheel so that we do not stay on the wheel. As he keeps his hands around us and the speed of the wheel increases. Our job is to stay on the wheel. This morning we want to conclude this series by encouraging each of you as stewards of our own personal stories to share your testimony. Share your testimony. Share your testimony. Testimony, the story of your faith, the story of your conversion, the story of your relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Because if you are a believer, you should have a story about your faith. Did you hear what I said? If you're a believer, you should have a story about your faith the development of your faith as a disciple you ought to be able to take somebody from where you were to where you are you you should be able to walk them through the transformation through the changes through the reality of God becoming real in your life you have a story to tell and if you don't you need to go back and ask the Lord Lord show me my story Remind me of when you came real in my life. Remind me of who I was and who I am now. Remind me and show me the mile markers in my life so I can remember how I used to be and who I used to be, how I used to talk, where I used to go, what I used to do, how I used to think, how I used to respond, who I used to be. Remind me of the transformative work so that I don't take my story for granted. Some of you have forgotten that you have not always been the person you are now. You've been the person you are now for so long, you think you were born that way. No, you've been changed into the person you are now. Folk couldn't stand you before. Amen. And some of them can't. Amen. That's why I say, please be patient with me. If you're a believer, you should have a story about your journey with Jesus. You should be able to talk about your walk with the Lord. In fact, that's exactly what the Bible instructs us in 1 Peter 3 and 15, where the apostle says, "Uh, be ye ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Be ready to give an answer. When somebody asks you how is it that you keep your head up and we know that there's storm clouds in your life, be ready to give an answer. When somebody asks you how is it that you're smiling and you just got a diagnosis that changed the landscape of your life, be ready to give an answer. How is it that you have this burden that you're carrying and yet you look like your light on your feet, be ready to give an answer. How is it that you went through this, that and the other and somehow you still got your mind, you still got your joy, you still got your faith. Be ready to give an answer. Be ready to give an answer. Be ready to tell your testimony. Be ready to defend your faith. Be ready to give an affidavit. Be ready to offer a statement concerning your faith and your hope. In other words, be able to tell, watch this, be able to tell anybody at any moment why you believe what you believe. At any moment. That's Bible. Be ready to give an answer. When someone asks, why do you have so much hope? How can you go through what you go through and still be smiling? What's in you that makes you act like that? Be ready to give an answer. And, and your answer ought to be a truthful answer. Maybe your answer ought to start out with, Honey, I wouldn't always like this. You, you, you got me on, on this end, but if you didn't know me on the other end, it's been a journey to get to where I am. See, that's a truthful answer. Some of us act like we always been half. Be ready to give an answer. How do you know that God is real? Be ready to give an answer. When somebody asks you, how do you know that he walks with you? Be ready to give an answer. When somebody asks, what does he sound like? You say, you hear him and he talks with you. How does he sound? Be ready to give an answer. You say the Lord will make a way. Somehow, how will I know when He's made a way? Be ready to give an answer. What specifically has God done in your life that makes you trust Him the way you do? Be ready to give an answer. Do you have an answer? Can, can you share your story and, and make somebody understand? Maybe maybe not make them a believer, but make them understand why you are one. I might not convert you, but I can make you understand why I got converted. You, you might not become a Christian, but I can make you understand why I chose Christ. I, you, you might not sign, be signed up for the Christian Jubilee, but you will understand why my name is on the road. Be ready to give an answer. Why? Because God has been walking with me. God's been taking me through this, that, and the other. He led me through valleys and he brought me over mountains. That's 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 my answer. He he healed me when nobody else could. He he kept me when everybody deserted me. He he fought some battles for me when I thought I was going to have to fight them myself. That that's why. I, That's my answer, but what's your answer? What's your answer? Let me quickly offer three things for you to remember about your story. Number one, remember that your story has value. Remember your story has value. Your story has value. What what have you gone through to make you who you are? When you think about what that is, when you think about everything that you've gone through to make you what you are, That has value. That story, watch this. Every bad thing that happened to you, every good thing that happened to you, all of that put together, the sum total of that makes you who you are. And that has value. Don't out the bad stuff. To try to make your story sound good. You don't edit. The, the the parts that you might be embarrassed about. That's what makes your story have value. Wish I had a witness in here. See, sometimes we, we we want the story to to, to, to be tight just right and and to have all the perfect transitions and, and to have some foreshadowing and some backshadowing and, and it's the perfectly written narrative. But how many of you know that life is not a narrative that's perfectly edited? It's not a novel that reads perfectly. Life It's got some dark chapters in it life takes you through the ringer sometimes life will lead you to your knees and life will cause you to buckle over and wonder god where are you and whatever you do don't leave that part out of your story because that's the part that's the part that people identify with that's the part that has value and lets people know that wait a minute if she went through it then i'm not crazy because i'm going through it i'm not by myself because i'm going through it if if he lived through it then maybe there's a possibility i'm gonna get through it yeah, yeah, yeah. your life has value so don't waste your story by underappreciating its value Every storm in your story gave you a little more staying power. Every battle you survived brought a little more courage to your life. Every scar on your body is a testament of God's healing power. Every failure is a reminder of God's faithfulness. Every sick day gave you an opportunity to witness his mercies. Morning by morning, every time you didn't have enough was a chance to learn that my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory. Don't waste your story. It has value. It has value. Value in your testimony. Your scar, when you look at your scars, it ought not just remind you of when you've been wounded, it ought to remind you of how you've been healed. It has value to it. Sometimes we focus so much on the negative that we forget the positive. There's a scar on my knee right now that I got when I was a boy. I had to get stitches because uh, I was doing something I shouldn't have been doing and I fell and, and glass got all in me and it cut me up real good and I had to get 12 stitches. I remember the number because I was counting every time he put it in me. But, but it's not the scar that... It's not the scar that I celebrate. It's It's the healing. The fact that the fact that watch this, I survived it. And your scars, whether it be a scar of cancer, whether it be a scar of diabetes, whether it be a scar of lupus, whether it be a scar of sickle cell, whether it be a whatever your scar is, if you're here, you survived it. You survived it. There's value to your story. Your story is not only valuable, your story is valid. Your story is valid. Here it is, here it is. Watch this, listen to me. You don't have to have a story that matches anybody else's to make it valid. It's valid. Your story Its valid, it doesn't have to sound like anybody else's It doesn't have to mirror anybody else's It doesn't have to replicate anybody else's It doesn't have to duplicate anybody else's Your story is your story and where God moved in your life How God moved in your life What God did in your life Its valid Its valid It's valid. That that means that there's no pressure. Watch this. There's no pressure for you to make your story sound like somebody else's. Tell your story. God is big enough that he doesn't have to do the same thing for everybody in order for it to be valid. God is big enough that he doesn't have to do it for you the way he did it for him in order for it to be valid. Why? Because you're different people. Wish I had a witness in here. I I read where he spoke to Moses with a burning bush. A bush that burned that would not be consumed. But I hadn't seen another burning bush. Hadn't heard of another burning bush. But I promise you, God has talked to some other folk other than Moses. Why? Because God is big enough that he doesn 't have to use the same means your story is valid that means i 'm going to tell my story i remember I remember when I was being called into ministry and and I used to always hear i used to always hear preachers when they were called into ministry and they would get accept their call and they would Talk about it, and y- y'all know y'all know the preacher y'all know the call calling preacher story. you know the story. it goes like this. if you didn't heard it here, it goes. It goes like this: I was running from the Lord a long time. oh I see y'all heard it yeah. I was running from the Lord a long time and and I told the Lord I wasn't going to be no preacher, but one day he caught me. y'all know how it is. So, 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 so that was the story. And, and I said to the Lord, Lord, I just don't want that to be my story. I'm not saying that that's not real for them. But Lord, since I'm me, give me my story. And my story was, Lord, if you call me, I don't want to say I've been running from you. If you call me, I'm going to come. But the only thing, only thing I want to be a part of my story is, Lord, if you call me, I need to know that you were the one doing the calling. I, I don't need it to be my daddy. I don't need it to be my mama. I don't need it to be the mothers. I don't need it to be my Sunday school teacher. God, I need to know that you called me to do this. Your own story and your story is valid third thing here it is not only is your story valid but here it is use your own voice use your own voice if listen what do you mean i i mean this listen if you're not a theologian quit trying to sound like one you just say what you mean just tell your story. You, you don't have to come up with all these theological terms and try to impress somebody. Just tell somebody what the Lord did for you.
7: And, and, and
13: you don't have to worry about it. Listen, if they don't believe you, uh, you can go back and say what the old folk used to say. You don't know what the Lord done for me. You don't know what the Lord is doing. You don't know you wasn't there. Can't say when. You can't say where. You don't know what he did for me. It, it's so funny. It's so funny. Sometimes, sometimes there's this pressure to sound like something you are not. And, and, and young saints go around sounding like old saints. And it's, it's ridiculous really. Young saint talking about they've been on the battlefield. What battlefield? You you just got saved last month. How how does that work? Been fighting for a long time. I ain't tired. You ain't supposed to be tired. You, 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 You just got started. Use your voice your testimony your witness tell the truth about who you are that validates and authenticates your relationship with him so funny i told the 11 the 8 o'clock it's funny sometimes preachers can be funny I, I mean preachers y'all didn't know this but preachers can be funny we can we can we can i was i was i was uh, it's funny i was i was in dallas uh, a few months ago, uh-huh. and uh, I, I was at I was at a restaurant. I'd gone by myself because my friend uh, had another engagement. So I said, "Well, uh, since he's gone, I- I'll just go by myself." I got in that restaurant, and it was packed. Uh-huh. And and the the, the the waitress I said, "Well, listen, there's no waiting in the bar, and the full menu is in the bar. Uh, but but if you wait, it's going to be another forty-five minutes." And I was hungry. And, and so, and, and, and by the way, this, this was, this was the midwinter board meeting of the National Baptist Convention. Okay, that's where I was. So, I, so yeah, let me, and so, and so, and so I'm hungry and and I'm saying, now I know if I sit here, somebody going to say something, but I'm hungry. I said, so, so people know me. I, you know what? I, I'm just going, I'm just going to do me and, and I'm going to eat and I'm going to get a glass of water, and if anybody says something, I'm going to bring them to me and say, do you see anything? And, I'm a, I'm a, and that's what I had And I sat down, I sat down, There's a brother next to me, the brother next to me. And he, no, nah, no, nah, he sat down this way, and he said this, he said, he said hey man, uh, what are these old preachers doing in here? And I was just glad he wasn't considering me. One of them old preachers.
1: <laughs>
13: we got to talking, we got to talking, and, and it, was a, it was a wonderful conversation. It really was, really was. But we, we got to the point where we started to share our stories. And that's what it was. It was a point where he had been grappling in his faith for a long time. He eventually found out that I was a preacher. But, but the conversation was wonderful because we didn't talk, watch this, I didn't talk to him like a preacher. We just talked. The preacher ease in the pulpit, all that was dropped, and we just talked. And he had and he had real questions for me. He he was like, man, how did you get here? How how, how did that happen? How what, how do you know God? He had he laid it all out, and I shared with him my story. Not a sermon. Just when God became real for me. Not watch this, not when I came up here. He was real, don't get me wrong. I was I was committed in my heart as a little child. I did everything I knew to do. But can I tell you God came real for me? When I was in college? Y'all ain't talk. Y'all didn't want to hear your preacher tell you that did you? God came real for me. When I wasn't in Mississippi? And, and when the Lord had me, what felt like on an, an island by myself. And I'll tell you something else. I, I thought I was going to die. No, let me, say, let me rephrase that. I didn't think I was going to die. I thought God was going to kill me. That's the truth of the matter. That's the truth of the matter. And God got real in my face and basically said to me, what you gonna do? Yeah, that, that's when God got real. And all I'm, all I'm saying to you is, is that if you can't have real conversations with folk about what you've been through, about when you had doubts, when you had questions, and watch this, and the questions you still have, See, because, because if you act like you got all this figured out already, you're lying to yourself. Some of this we're still discovering. We're still, God is still helping us to understand who he is. All right, use your own voice. Quit trying to sound like anybody else. Use your own voice. Voice, here it is. I'm going to wrap this up. We see all of those points in a passage that's very familiar. John chapter 4. John chapter 4 is where Jesus is talking to the woman at the whale. This woman comes to the whale well to draw water. Jesus engages a conversation with her. She tries to divert the conversation in many different ways. Jesus brings her right back to the center of what he's talking about by basically doing a, a pretty abrupt icebreaker by saying to her, go get your husband. She says, I don't have a husband. He says, you're right, you've had five and the one you're with now is not yours. So now he's all up in her business. And she tries to divert it again. Well, let's talk about worship. Jews say worship over here. My people say we worship over here. Where's the right place for worship? Jesus says, listen, it's not about the location. It's about the condition of your heart. For God is a spirit. Whosoever will worship the Lord must worship him in spirit and in truth. She finally says, listen, I perceive you're a prophet. And she says, listen, I know that the Messiah is coming, the Christ is coming. And when he comes, he will tell us all things. And finally, Jesus says, you're talking to him. I am Messiah. Now, after all of that, watch this, y'all. After all of that, the text says she dropped her water pot and went back to the city and told the men of the city, come see a man. Who told me all things that I ever did. A few things and I'm through. If you have a real encounter with Christ. It ought to make you drop some stuff. She dropped her water pot. The thing that she came to Jesus with. She didn't leave.
1: Oh, y'all not talking to me.
13: We say all the time, you you ought not leave the same way you came. If you come to church burdened, you ought not leave burdened. If you come to church with your head down, you ought not leave with your head down. If you have an encounter with Jesus Christ, you ought to leave differently than how you came. She dropped her water pot, went to the men of the city, not the women, the men of the city, and said to the men of the city, come see a man that told me everything. I've ever done. Now, now, now. let me say, we made this woman some of everything in Scripture. Yeah, we have. Be honest. We, we, we've we talked about this woman something bad. A- and Scripture doesn't confirm a lot of the stuff that we assume about this woman. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Read it. Read it. Read it. It, 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 doesn't, say, it doesn't say that she was a woman of the night. It doesn't say that she was loosening her morals. That doesn't say doesn't say that that that, that, that she, she just wanted sex and sex it doesn't say any of that. What it says is is that she had been married five times and five men had divorced her. That's what it says. That's what it says. That five men had divorced her. And in order in order for a divorce to happen in that day, a woman could not execute a divorce, a man had to. Are you with me? which which means watch this that five men in her life had put her down five men had abandoned her five men had taken her home and said i don't want to deal with you anymore five men five men had made her feel some kind of way about herself and now the one who she's with. Okay, see, you're you, you going somewhere. You're you trying to keep her in that narrative that you heard. But wait a minute. When you've been hurt so many times, there's some things you would do. See, y'all ain't talking. Y'all want to talk to me holy and sanctified, but, but, but I'm talking to folk who've been hurt Folk who've been hurt, folk who've been hurt, and watch this, and decide that I ain't gonna be hurt no more if it's gonna be any hurting going on. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. I ain't gonna be in that position no more. I'm at least take control of what I can control. jesus comes to this woman who's been hurt abandoned five times after time after time watch this and talks to her and gives her a sense of dignity and from that exchange she leaves saying come see a man she looks in the eyes of other men who have misused her and says come see a man. You missed it, you missed it. She looks in the eyes of men who have abandoned her, who have mistreated her, who have made her feel less than her self-worth and says to them, come see a man. A man who relates to me differently. A man who sees my inherent worth. A man Who is not after me for what I can do for him. Come see a man who is secure in himself. And can have an intelligent conversation with me as a person. Come see a man who does not see me as property. But as an individual. Come see a man. That's a whole nother sermon. But I thought I'd get some of it in. She... Tells these men to come see. And watch this. And she's using y'all. She's using her own voice. Uh Listen to her. Uh Tell her story. In her words. Come Uh see a man. Watch this. Who told me everything I ever did. He knows everything about me. And he still had a conversation with me. He knows how I was abandoned. He knows how I've been used. Miss you. He knows the game I'm playing right now. And yet, he treats me with dignity. Come see a man. He told me everything about myself. Maybe he'll tell you about you. Come see a man. See, because you're walking around thinking you are right, but you're part of the problem. Come see a man who can not only get me straight, but get you straight. Come see a man. And after she finishes witnessing to them and after these men see that this is no longer the same sister who they they have been using, that that she's got a a straight back now and that her head is up high and that she has a new attitude and a new disposition about her life. After they see that they can't treat her the way that they've been treating her, the text says that they believed also. For truly if this man could do something with her, This one that we've made sure has low self-esteem. Surely if he could bring her up, it must be something to him. I'm through, y'all. I'm through, I'm through, I'm through. But I'm grateful this morning that we serve a God who knows everything that we've ever done. And yet, he still loves us. All that we ever did. And yet he still chooses to be in relationship with us. A man who knows my thoughts. A man who understands my motives. A man who looks at my heart and the intentions of my heart. He knows all of that and still keeps me. Come see a man she invites them to come and Jesus goes to their town stays two days and after he's finished they believe also. I guess the only point I want to make here is that when you know what God has done for you you ought to stick to your story. This is my story I'm sticking with it. He brought me out of this. He bring, bring, he's bringing me into that. I'm sticking with it. I may not be everything I should be. Oh, but I'm not what I used to be. This is my story, and I'm sticking with it. Yes, I've been changed. I've been redeemed. I've been washed. I've been justified. I've been sanctified. I'm going to be glorified. That's my story. And I'm sticking with it.
7: That's
13: my story. This is our song. You have a testimony. Share it. you have a story give it away you have an experience unique unto itself that if you dare to open your mouth as God directs you'd be absolutely amazed how God will use your story quit sitting on it If you've been healed, you ought to tell somebody. If you were given another chance, you ought to tell somebody. If a door was open for you that you know it had to have been God opening it, you ought to tell somebody. mean what is it going it's not going to cost you anything maybe a little pride maybe a little conceit but you shouldn't have that anyway because if truth be told you know that it wasn't because of you anyhow tell your story tell your story young people tell your story you don't have to sound like us Tell your story. You, you 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 don't have to you don't have to you don't have to make up dates and how long you've been doing what no. You, t- tell them tell them the Lord helped you pass a test. Yeah. Tell them the Lord helped you when your boyfriend or your girlfriend broke up with you. Come on, y'all can say, man, I'm I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. Tell them, tell them your story that, 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 that when you were at school and you felt like nobody liked you and you were an outcast and somehow God put the right people at the right place when, when you were going to do something silly and stupid to yourself, that God put somebody and had somebody to have lunch with you that kept you from doing something silly. Tell your story.
11: That's your story. That's
13: your story. yeah We've got a story to tell the doors of the church are open god before us who can be against
1: us what shall we say to these things there's cancer
5: and So much disease
10: What shall We say to these things? There's
5: violence It's getting hard to
1: be
8: Let us all say amen. My God, Sister Dorothy has a my testimony. God. She want to share.
14: Good morning, my family and my friends, my church family. I consider myself an old timer here for I started across the street and I've been on a journey. I remember growing up in this church and i had to say a speech and i forgot my speech and pastor hayden called mom and said you know that baby got up there and she forgot her speech and i never came back up here since (laughs) but i've been on a journey well i just couldn't sit still and just you know just talk to god on my own i wanted to tell everybody how good jesus has been good to me. I have been on a journey, and I, it's a long journey, and I'm try not to take too long. I'm kind of weak standing up here standing, so I might have to lean on you. That's okay. But I have been on a journey of job losses. I have been on a journey of losing my family, where I am the last one standing. I am on a journey of my health. Not, this is not the first time. This is the second time. So I ask you to keep me in your prayers. And I'm standing here as strong as I can because Jesus, Jesus, Jesus is with me. Thank you.
8: We have one more testimony. Wow.
10: I'm here for prayer and testimony. Um. I'm asking that you pray for healing of my heart. I'm asking that you pray for the healing of my heart, for one. I received news on Friday morning of the loss of um, a very close family member to me. Talked to at least four or five times a week, at least an hour and a half. They call me, talk to me at least an hour and a half every day coming home from work. And that particular family member has helped me get through some really, really tough times in my life recently. Times that, where I almost lost my life. And she would always say, "Christy, you're gonna get through it. You're gonna be okay. You're gonna be okay. And oddly enough, on this week, I was talking to her about just her retirement and checking to make sure she had her beneficiaries and stuff set up right and if she had a will and so forth. And she was checking on information. And the last thing I got was a text from her Thursday morning. And for whatever reason, we didn't talk on Thursday night. And oddly enough, I was supposed to be going to visit on today. And I've been putting off that visit because I kept saying okay with her. It's, it's raining a lot because she lived out of town, out of state, and there were some outdoor activities we were supposed to be doing. And all I could think about is, I thought I had more time. Y'all, don't put things off. You don't know how much time you have. You, you have no way of knowing how much time God has granted you here on this earth. If there's somebody you need to ask for forgiveness from, somebody you hadn't told you love them, you need to say it. You need to kiss them. You need to hug them. You need to let whatever whatever you have in your heart go. But she helped me through a time when I couldn't see my way out. She would say, "Christy, give it to God. Let it go. He's He's got you. You know. I've prayed for you and." and And this is going to be okay. And I will say that when I finally let that situation go, I had a peace about it. I kept worrying about a loss. But when I let it go and I gave it to God, it was actually a salvation for me. It actually saved my life. I gained my life.
8: Don't put off for tomorrow what can be done today all of us have to live each day as if it's our last for we know not the day or the hour everyone has come for prayer and I ask now if you would just bow your heads church where you are Lord God these are four four of your servants you know them all by name you know their situation you know their condition. You know their hurts. You know their pain. But Lord God, we thank you now for being a God that's big, strong, and wise enough to do anything but fail. Father, we have those that are asking that you will go into the operating room with them. Do it, Lord. Lord. Father, we have those that are weak physically and in their spirit. Lord, right now we ask if you would just put people in their path. Put loved ones around them that would give them strength and determination to keep the faith. Knowing that you are a God that has never turned your back on your people and that you never will. We know that earth has no sorrow, that heaven cannot heal. Lord God, where spirits are low, lift their spirits, Lord. Father, in your own precious way, whisper into each one of these your power and your reassurance that everything is gonna be all right. Help us now to help them And to be the stewards that you have put us here to be. And Lord God, we will give you all the praise. We will give you all the glory. And we're going to thank you right now for what you will do. We're going to thank you right now. In the name of Jesus, we ask it all and pray. Amen. Amen.
12: ushers to come forth and prepare for our tithe and offering. Now let us hear a word from the Lord. From what you have, take an offering for the Lord. Everyone who is willing to bring to the Lord an offering of gold, silver, and bronze as you may come.
13: I know we wasn't ready, but we needed to circle back. So, y'all come on and help us do this. God bless you. God bless you. Quite give us a little upbeat, amen. If you don't mind, amen, amen. Come on, fresh wind, fresh wind. I know y'all got something in there. Fresh wind. I'm gonna come back and get Poindexter in a minute. Poindexter, what's your huh? <laughs> and for these givers, we give you glory, honor, and praise. Bless it now in the name of Jesus, and for its sake we pray. Amen. Amen. Deacons, won't you come? this moment of remembrance the remembrance of your son and his sacrifice for our sins God now we pray that in this moment of self examination that you also would shine your light from heaven upon our souls if you find anything that should not be oh God we give you absolute permission to take it out remove it from us And replace it with more of your power, more of your might, more of your personality. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
2: Let us break bread together.
13: There's anyone with a gluten sensitivity. We do have gluten free wafers available. If you will identify yourself simply by raising your hand, Deacon Gentry will serve you the gluten free wafer if you need that. We don't want anyone not participating for those dietary restrictions. We will serve you accordingly. God bless. Drink
1: together on our. I- Praise God together. Spike Marriott.
13: One been omitted, and he, and he took bread, break it and blessed it, and said, "Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you." Likewise, he took the cup and blessed it, saying, "This is the blood of the new testament, which is shed for the remission of sin." As often as we do this, we do show forth his death and suffering until he comes again. Let us drink together. And When they had sung the hymn, they went out into the Mount of Olives.